Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. It had taken over his emotions. It had captured his soul. When envy captures a man's soul, takes over his life, dominates him, one of the first things that you see go is joy. The sin of envy will always rob you of joy. Envy is a joyless sin. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see Changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. Today's message from Pastor Ed revolves around the sin of envy. And just as every other sin does, envy brings with it much destruction to us and those around us. Envy takes joy from our lives, erasing happiness and contentment along with it. Jesus doesn't want us to live like that. We have been blessed abundantly and differently than those around us. But allowing jealousy of someone else's stuff to become what we focus on leaves very little room for focus on what we have truly been blessed with. Now here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled, Envy. We have been in a series on the seven deadly sins. We've talked about The sin of pride, anger, sloth, greed, gluttony, lust. And today, we're going to be speaking on the last of the seven deadly sins. It's my prayer that we take the mirror of God's word and we see the sinfulness of our heart and we strive towards holiness of living that we simply don't occupy a pew on a Sunday morning and go through religious tradition. But there's this burning passion in our lives to be all that God wants us to be, to do all that God wants us to do, and to walk with our Savior. There's an ancient fable about a holy man, very godly man, Satan and his emissaries were determined to bring this man down. They tempted him with pride, but still he resisted. They tried to seduce him with lust, but he overcame. They tried to entice him with greed, but all of these attempts came to naught. They failed. Satan came and he said to those demonic spirits, ah, you need a more sophisticated method. You need a better tool. He said, just watch me. So Satan went over to this godly, holy man whispered in his ears your brother your friend has just been promoted to bishop 
Suddenly, the holy man's eyes tightened and a scowl appeared on his face and Satan knew that he had him. Envy is the sin that Satan so often uses against the church, against believers. It causes division, disruption, and all kinds of strife, according to the book of James. Envy is described as a desire to have the good fortune, possessions, position, gifts, etc., of another person. It resents the person for what they have and wishes to strip it, take it from them. The heart of the envious is grieved over someone else's good and glad at their misfortunes. The sin of envy is a secret sin. People confess all sorts of sins. They're more readily able to confess the sin of greed or anger or even lust. But to confess the sin of envy is to admit that you feel less than someone else, that you feel smaller than someone else. It's a sin that is disguised in many ways in a person's life. Secretly, you're happy at the misfortunes of someone. There's joy over their endless torment. But in a real way, envy is the only of the seven sins that doesn't carry with it a measure of pleasure when you do it. In lust, there's a season of pleasure. In gluttony, there's a moment of satisfaction. But in envy, there's a sense of loss, a sickening. It weighs on you. It grieves you. Envy does not bring pleasure. It was Dorothy Sayers who said, Envy begins by asking plausibly, Why should I not enjoy what others enjoy? And it ends by demanding, why should others enjoy what I may not? Envy looks at what others have and wants it, and wants to take it from them. It's been said, every time you turn green with envy, you are ripe for trouble. The sermon is going to be divided into two points. The first point is a case study. We're going to look at two Old Testament passages of Scripture and look at envy in the lives of these biblical characters. The second part of the sermon is going to look at ways to defeat, to overcome envy in our lives. As we look at the case studies from the Old Testament, the book of Proverbs tells us in 1430, the life of the body is a tranquil heart. 
But envy is cancer in the bones. That's the Jerusalem Bible. Envy is like cancer eating away at a person's spiritual life, eating away at the inside. In the Old Testament, when we go to chapter 3 in the book of Genesis, we discover the first sin, the sin of pride, where Eve is tempted by Satan to be like God. So she wants to rise above her position. She wants to be like God. Satan was felled from heaven because of pride. It was the first sin. And he brought our parents down, Adam and Eve, with the sin of pride. But as you turn to the next chapter, chapter 4, you discover the sin of envy and its destructive, cancer-like impact on early history. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 to 8, it reads, But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry. And his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Envy ended in murder. I could picture Cain and Abel after that family worship service where God somehow indicated to that community of faith that he had rejected Cain's sacrifice and accepted Abel's sacrifice. Maybe fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice of Abel. And Cain's sacrifice remained there untouched by holy fire that God signified that it was accepted. Whatever the case, God indicated visibly to the community of faith that he accepted Abel. For we know in the New Testament that Abel presented his sacrifice by faith. Whereas Cain lacked faith in the sacrifice. And God rejected his. The scripture clearly says that Cain became angry and his face was downcast. It was written all over him. If you were to sit at the family table and look at Cain and look at Abel, you could tell that Cain could hardly talk to Abel. They wondered what was wrong, what was bothering him? Why was he acting like this? Envy had crept into the heart of Cain. It had taken over his emotions. It had captured his soul. When envy 
captures a man's soul, takes over his life, dominates him, one of the first things that you see go is joy. The sin of envy will always rob you of joy. Envy is a joyless sin. You see that the song is taken out of Cain's heart, the dance out of his step. Envy will rob you of your joy. I was reading recently of a Christian family in another church. And this family had one son, an only son, and they had great aspirations for him. And they had friends, close friends, who had children. And they would compare their son with their friend's children. Their friend's children were very gifted, very talented, intellectual. Their son did not have those type of gifts. He was a fine, young Christian man, kind and gentle. Their friend's children went to exclusive schools and began to take uh, the route of professional careers. That family of that one young son, that one young man, became envious because they wanted their son to be a doctor, a lawyer, some professional. But he didn't have the gifts for that. Fortunately, that young man overcame the envy of his parents. But those parents were never able to enjoy their son. They missed those moments. They missed those opportunities. Envy will rob you of joy. Come with me on a journey. You graduated college. It's 20 years afterwards. Now, you work in Dutchess County. You have a good job. You're married and you have children. Uh, you have a, a good relationship with your spouse. Your children go to some of the good public schools that we have here in Dutchess County. And you live in a fairly nice neighborhood. Not anything elaborate, but it, it's nice. In the mail comes an invitation. 20th school reunion. 20 years afterwards. And it captures your attention. It gets your curiosity. And you say, I wonder what happened to Jack. I wonder what happened to my roommates. And, oh, what happened to Mary? So you decide to go. And there you go. Well... Mary married up. And Jack, he was never good in school, but he really made it. And they're raking in the money. You meet some old friends. They live in rather nice neighborhoods. And their wives, their spouses, husbands... Ah, they've gone on pretty far. They've done very well for themselves. And you watch them that Sunday drive away in their Lexus. You go back and Monday, you look at your house. You look at your spouse. Suddenly they're not as attractive or as interesting. <laughs> and then you think about your children and wonder, why can I do more for them? And you go and sit at your office desk and the job just doesn't, 
just doesn't do what it once did for you. What's happened over that weekend? Have you become suddenly more intelligent? Has your spouse lost their beauty? Has the neighborhood gone down that much in just a matter of two days? No. Envy has gripped a hold of your heart and it robs you of the ability to enjoy what you have. That's the way envy is. Cain loses his joy, loses his ability to enjoy communion with God. If he did right, if he does right, he'll be accepted. God said it. God meant it. But he can't receive it. There's so much in this passage, but let's move on to the second case study. There's Saul and David. Ah, They're well-known biblical characters. Well, in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 to 9, you see the seeds of envy creeping into the heart of Saul. Now it had happened as they were coming home when David was returning from slaughter of the Philistine that the women had come out out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David 10,000, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. That evil eye. Envy will rob you from the ability to see the good in others. There was not anybody more loyal to Saul than David. Even when Saul tried to kill David, David would not rise up against Saul or hurt him. No, David was Saul's most loyal subject. But when envy gets a hold of your heart, You don't see the good in other people. You're blinded to it. You'll come up with all sorts of reasons to attribute to their action evil motives. And Saul did with David. He was suspicious of him. He didn't trust him. Was it David? No. It was because Saul had hosted the sin of envy in his heart. And it was eating away at him. And he couldn't see the good in David's life. You know, when sin grips a hold of your heart, somebody achieves some good things, immediately you want to cut them down. They accomplish some things. Immediately you want to diminish those accomplishments. And you reason away their virtue. No matter how obvious to others, it's not to you. You desire to pull them down, to put them down, and to keep them down. No. Envy, when it rules your heart, you'll see the worst in people. 
and you won't see the good in them. When you put that glass, those glasses of green, and you look at everything through the eyes of envy, it distorts reality. And you attribute to people motives, desires, attitudes that don't exist, but are a reflection of what is happening in your heart. Now, envy not only robs you of the good that is obvious in others, but it robs you of your own good. It robs you of the good in your life. Saul, at the beginning of the journey, was such an outstanding man, head and shoulders above everybody else. Yes, God had rejected him as king, but still God allowed him to be in that office. It was just that his dynasty would not continue. But Saul didn't recognize the opportunity he had to mentor David, didn't recognize the wonderful blessings that God had given him, a key role in the history of the nation of Israel, Israel's very first king. He didn't even value the incredible family he had. His son was one of the great men in Scripture, Jonathan, who exhibited such selflessness. That's what envy will do. You can't enjoy the talents, gifts, abilities that are yours, the opportunities that are laid out before you. It was Watchman Nee who wisely said, Envy of another man's calling can work havoc in your own. There's an old Jewish fable of a store owner who had a competition with a competitor. And they were just trying to get the business of that local community. Well, one day this store owner had a divine visitation. An angel came and said to him, I've come with a blessing for you. I've been assigned to bless you. And you could ask anything you want and you will have it. And the man smiled with joy. But then he went on, the angel, to say, the only condition is this. Whatever you ask, your competitor will get double." Without a moment's hesitation, he said, pluck out one of my eyes. That's how the fable goes. That's what envy does. It not only hurts others, it hurts you. It's like a boomerang that you throw that comes right back to your own door. Remember the book of Esther? How... Haman was so envious of Mordecai, he wanted to destroy him. And he built gallows, and he was planning to execute him. And in Esther 7.10, it says this, So they hanged Haman on the very gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Envy always destroys the host who holds it who entertains it, who invites it. Envy distorts your vision. 
pride, greed, anger, lust, gluttony, sloth, and envy are the seven deadly sins. Pastor Ed will be sharing a message on each of these sins. We're all subject to the desires of the flesh. In this series, Pastor Ed will expose the seven most common sins that we face on a daily basis. These messages will be drawn from various portions of Scripture. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Building in Faith. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. Again, to follow Building in Faith and access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. When you visit the site, you'll only need to remember today's date. Simply click on today's date. You can listen, download, and even share this message with your friends and family via Facebook and Twitter. If you have any questions, call us. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching on the seven deadly sins. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.